Good morning. Today is Monday, April 4th, 2022. Hopefully, this year, our Passover Seder will be closer to normal than it has been in the last two years. And hopefully, we are on the way out of this pandemic, though it is by no means over. But hopefully, we're on the way out. And if that's true, now is the precise time to concretize what we have gained, to elucidate and to organize what we want to take with us. Because, as Amanda Gorman recently wrote, even as we've grieved, we've grown. We are battered but bolder worn but wiser. This time will be different because this time will be different. We already are. So let's state it clearly so we remember, so we can apply it when we next need it. And here's one piece that relates to our spiritual lives, for many of us, a major upheaval of our lives in the last two years is not having been able to do the mitzvos, the commandments that we love and that we were used to doing. For a long time, we couldn't come to the synagogue. We couldn't pray in public. We couldn't hear the Torah reading to answer Amen. For a long time, we couldn't invite guests into our home for Shabbos, for Yom Tov. And there are many other mitzvos that were sacrificed because one mitzvah took priority. The mitzvah v'nishmartem ma'od l'nafshosechem and you shall be exceedingly cautious concerning your health, that mitzvah takes precedence. And when that needs to be evoked, all other mitzvahs are set aside. Now, of course, there are many occasions in life, many areas of life, where there are two mitzvahs which are in conflict with each other, and we need halachic guidance on which is set aside for the other. So, this issue will continue to come up for us in many situations. Maybe not as dramatic as it did with COVID. Maybe not as globally as it did with COVID. Usually, it's on an individual or a communal basis. But given the understandable upset this caused all of us over the last two years, it would be wise to take from this pandemic an attitude that will serve us in the future the next time we have to grapple with this particular dilemma. And I want to share with you a lesson from Rabbi Melech Biederman. There were two great Hasidic masters. They were brothers Reb Elimelech and Reb Zusha. 
and it once happened that they were arrested for some made-up charge. And they were put in a prison cell with a bucket for a toilet in the middle of the room. Rebbe Elimelech started to cry. Rebrusa said, why are you crying? Now, the halacha is, Jewish law says, that in the presence of something that is dirty or smelly, we're not allowed to learn Torah. It's disrespectful. We're not allowed to pray. We're not allowed to say Tehillim. And Elimelech said to his brother, because they put this disgusting thing in the middle of the cell and it smells, we're not, alert, not allowed to learn Torah now. We're not allowed to pray. We're not allowed to do anything holy. That's why I'm crying. How are we going to be stuck here? It's one thing to be stuck here, but to be stuck here and with nothing holy to do. And he was crying. His brother Abzusha said to him, but Elimelech, who caused this situation? God caused it. And if God caused it, that means that our mitzvah now is to not daven and to not study Torah. That's our mitzvah now. Because that's the situation into which God has placed us. A place where Torah and prayer and holiness is not allowed because of this bad smell. And if that's so, that means that we have the opportunity to perform a very rare mitzvah. It could be that in our entire lifetimes, we would never have the opportunity to perform this mitzvah. When has there been a mitzvah in our lives? Not to study Torah? Not to pray? And if we have this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to serve God by not praying and by not studying Torah, we need to celebrate this mitzvah. Because when else are we going to get a chance to be able to serve God in this particular way? And so they started dancing around this pail in the middle of the room. And they were dancing with enthusiasm at the joy of being able to fulfill this rare mitzvah of not praying and not studying. And they were doing it with incredible joy because they had this opportunity to be a mitzvah. It could be a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. When else would this happen? The guard heard all the noise and the guard came in and said, what's going on here? But the two of them, Elimelech and Zusha, they were so wrapped up in the joy of celebrating this mitzvah that applied to them only at this moment, they didn't even hear the guard. And they kept dancing with joy and exuberance. Guard didn't know what to think. The guard went to call his supervisor. The supervisor came in and said, that's weird. It looks like somehow they're dancing around this pail, somehow this pail is bringing them some type of joy or, or pleasure. 
We can't allow that. Take the pail out. Once the pail was out, they were able to study Torah, to pray, to say Tehillim. We had a rare mitzvah. We had a rare mitzvah over the last two years, certain times during the last two years, to stay home and not go to shul. To not invite guests. To have our Seder by ourselves. When did you ever have a mitzvah not to go to shul? We had a mitzvah not to go to shul because we had a different mitzvah to save people's lives by our care. If you're a doctor in emergency medicine, if you're a Hatzalah person, if you're uh, a medic, probably pretty often in career, you have the opportunity to fulfill the highest mitzvah in the world to save someone's life. But if you're a person like me, I'm in my office all day. I don't have medical expertise. When am I going to have the mitzvah? When am I going to have the opportunity to actually, literally, by my actions, help, perhaps, to save someone else's life? It's so rare. It'll almost never, ever happen to me. And I had that opportunity. You had that opportunity. And we should approach it with joy. We should recognize that we were being given an opportunity to perform a mitzvah that's rare, that normally never applies. But at that moment, that was our mitzvah. That was what God wanted from us. And if that's what God wanted from us, then we had to do it with joy. When will we ever have a mitzvah like that again? I hope we never have a mitzvah like that again. But it applies in all areas of life. So when another conflict arises, another situation confronts us where we can't serve God the way we are used to serving God, the way that we want to serve God, we need to recognize the opportunity that we are being given to redirect our spiritual energy to where God wants it to be at that moment. Not where we want it to be, but where God wants it to be at that moment. And to embrace that mitzvah with joy. Jeremy Ortman is a mental health counselor in New York. And he wrote, Whenever I've asked people what thing they're most proud of in their lives, it's always connected to times of pain or strife or struggle and how they got through it. With good guidance and with the right attitude, we are getting through. And we should be very proud of ourselves for what we have learned and for how we have grown 
to be able to apply that wisdom in the future. My friends, I want to wish you a great day. And I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.